In the last few chapters, we were on a journey that really started in chapter 18, where we started to explain how Karov Lecha, it is near and accessible to each and every one of us to serve Hashem out of a feeling of love and awe by means of awakening the love and awe that's naturally in us. Now, to clarify how this hidden love can lead to the observance of all the mitzvahs, we then proceeded to discuss the relationship of all the mitzvahs to the basic belief in Hashem's unity and the prohibition against idolatry. Why? Because the unity of God means that not only is there one God, but there's nothing else. And we spoke about speech. It's one with Him. Idolatry does not necessarily mean a denial of Hashem's existence. Anything that asserts that there's something that exists beyond, separate of God, not even another God, anything, constitutes idolatry. In the, chapter 23, the last chapter, we explain that through Torah mitzvahs, which, in which the divine will stands revealed, one reaches a perfect unity in Hashem. Now we talk about the opposite, Zelo Mazeh, since everything in the realm of holiness has its counterpart in the unholy, the unholy realms of the other side. So there must be another side, and that is the 365 prohibitions in the Torah and all the rabbinic prohibitions. Why? Now, this is not going to be a chapter about hell. It's going to be a chapter about hurting Hashem. Since they are contrary to and the very opposite of Hashem's will and wisdom, they represent total and complete separation from His unity and oneness. And in that way, they're like Sitrach, or they're the other side, they're Avedazar, they're, they're worship of the other side. Why? Because it's not what Hashem wants. And when a person dedicates themselves to do a sin or puts themselves in a sin, they're literally one with the other side, which is not the side of holiness. And in that moment, it's a mini-idolatry. And in many ways, they're even lower than the other side. Why? Because they have free choice. They don't have free choice, but we do. We are human beings. We, could, we know the truth. We could choose to know the truth, and yet we fail. And at that moment, at that moment of human frailty, at human weakness, we're lower than that because we chose to be otherwise. They didn't choose to be. the dark, like whatever. whatever. You know, the pig didn't choose to not be kosher. The, the pig didn't choose to exist. We are the only beings that could go against God's will and go, so go for His will. And therefore... It's so important that we, we, we take our actions seriously. Now, it's not natural for a Jew to want to cut himself off of Hashem. Why? Because we all have that hidden love. And when that hidden love is awakened, as we spoke about many times, it will cause you to give yourself your life off to Hashem. It's only because a temporary spirit of folly, of insanity, overtakes us during sin that we might feel, eh, this is not a big deal. In other words, we're not doing it from a place of mindfulness. We're doing it from a place of impulse. And impulse is, is folly because it's not, it's not mindful. We're not doing it. The proof is you would be willing to give your life up, not to really cut yourself off of Hashem in the way you think. So for one person's Yom Kippur, Bris Milah, etc. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. Then why do other things become negotiable? Now, yes, from an Allahic standpoint, different sins incur severe, more severe punishments than others because the spiritual after-effects of various sins differ from one another. But that shouldn't be implied that any sin is any less hurtful to Hashem and hurtful to the relationship than the other. Because at the moment that the sin is being committed, there's essentially no difference between a big sin with a big after-effect and a small sin with a small after-effect. Because at the moment of the sin, I am saying there's no that God is not my God. 
and that I want to follow my impulse and I come first. And what's so sad is when the animal soul wins over and, and gets us to fall, it takes, us, it takes even the godly soul, it drags the, the godly soul in it, sending the godly soul into a state of exile. And he uses the analogy of shoving a king's head into a filthy toilet. That's what we do when we sin, we bring God down with us. Quite an imagery. Even for just that one specific moment. So again, this is not a conversation about hell. It's a conversation about how meaningful our relationship means to Hashem.